This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland and this is The Leader. What a beautiful spot they've picked for these leaders to come. Hopefully... uh, Chancellor Merkel can take a dip in the cool, crisp sea here in Carbis Bay. To be fair, there are considerably worse ways to spend a few days in June than Carbis Bay in Cornwall, and that's where the G7 summit is being held next week. Despite disruption already being caused by security setting up around the area, locals are very excited about the imminent arrival of leaders from some of the world's most powerful countries. YouTuber Wendell Explores has been offering them his advice, including how to get to the beach. Oh, it's slippy. Oh, my God. How slippy is this? Joe Biden, if you're watching, don't come down this staircase. You won't make it, mate. Even if you've had your coronavirus jab, it will not protect you from the slippy Carbis Bay rocks. It's doubtful Joe Biden will get to spend much time on the sand, though. There's an awful lot to talk about. Dr Julie Norman from UCL's Department of Political Sciences is with me. And Julie, this is a big moment for Joe Biden. What's he hoping to achieve here? Well, first of all, this is going to be Biden's first international trip. That's largely because of COVID. So it's the first opportunity for Biden to really show how he is restoring these US alliances and revitalizing these relationships, including the transatlantic relationship with the UK, but also with the other countries in the G7 also. Obviously on the table will be a number of the issues that have dominated discussions over this last year, global health, economic recovery, as well as climate change. But if the foreign minister's meeting was any indication, we can expect the Biden administration to really focus on this idea of trying to shore up democratic values, protect open societies, against what they see as a growing authoritarian threat from China in particular, as well as Russia. So I would expect that the US is hoping that the UK will get on board with that sort of thing. Is this an opportunity for Biden to strengthen the relationship with the UK? It certainly is an opportunity for Biden to strengthen the US-UK relationship. And this will be, again, the first face-to-face meeting between Boris Johnson and Biden. It's notable to remember that Johnson was the first a foreign leader that Biden called after first being elected to office, really trying to, from the start, get that relationship off to a good start. But the face-to-face meetings are important. And of course, China is going to be very much on the table um, for both countries and increasingly for the UK. Um, China is a state that even while states are worried about China, are competing with China, they also know they need to cooperate and work with China on many issues as well. So trying to find that middle path that's going to work for both the US and the UK is going to be something that's very much in discussion. They want their foreign policies to be somewhat aligned, but they do have somewhat slightly different interests on this. Yeah, and it was interesting, actually, a few months ago when Biden did make Boris the first call, Boris Johnson the first call he made, because there had been speculation that there might be a difficult relationship because of comments that Boris Johnson 
criticism made about Barack Obama in the past. But they do have some things in common, particularly over climate change, don't they? They certainly do. And that's what we've heard from both the US and the UK from the start of this relationship is that there's many areas for shared uh, cooperation, for shared concern. And climate change is certainly one of the major issues for both countries, and especially for this Biden administration. We know that it's going to be one of the main topics uh, in Cornwall in June, but also again when the UK hosts the um, the climate summit again in September. So there will be several opportunities for the UK to really take the lead on this, and for the US also to really pivot and change from the Trump administration in terms of their engagement on this issue. What I think is really interesting is that Joe Biden has made some space in his diary for a face-to-face meeting with Russia's Vladimir Putin. Now, there have been some interesting relationships between the US and Russia. What's going to be happening inside that particular meeting? I'd love to be in that one. Yes. So after the G7 meeting, Biden will continue his international tour. He'll have a meeting with NATO allies as well. But then he will meet Putin expected in Geneva um, on June 16th. And this will be, again, the first face-to-face meeting between these two leaders. They have spoken on the phone several times in the past already. Um, And again, this is a relationship that has been very tense, to say the least. And the Biden administration is really looking at this opportunity as a chance to at least stabilize the relationship. They're not expecting much movement on some of the key issues, but they do see this face-to-face meeting as important for at least kind of toning down some of the tensions that have shaped the dynamic so far. So we can expect some conversations around arms control, where there has been cooperation, climate change, again, where they both have mutual interests, but probably some tough discussions on Russia's military involvement in the Ukraine, on the um, Russia's cyber hacking activities, especially the 2020 solar winds attack in the US, and also the um, the uh, attacks on Russian dissidents, especially uh, Alexei Navalny. Yeah, I can expect some of that conversation to be quite tense, I would have thought, between the two. <laughs> you might think so anyway. But I, ever since Joe Biden picked up the keys and moved into the White House, it does appear that America's foreign policy has been actually quite a, a top priority for him. And it, it, he's been resetting how the US positions itself in the world. Is the G7 and these conversations with Russia afterwards, is that another opportunity for Biden to kind of reset America's relationship with the world? Yes, so the G7 and, again, the the meetings that will surround it, NATO, the Putin meeting, um, is really the first major opportunity for Biden personally to come out strong on foreign policy. Biden himself has a long professional history of foreign policy involvement uh, from his days in the Senate on the Foreign Relations Committee um, and then during his time as vice president. So it's an area where he is uh, very savvy personally and has a lot of long lasting relationships with many uh, countries and, and leaders around the world. So he'll be looking to leverage that a bit and again also to just set out what foreign policy Bidenism is going to look like. We obviously expect a return to more multilateral ways of doing things. But at the same time, Biden has um, projected a sense of a third way sort of foreign policy that also keeps American workers and American middle class very much in mind in foreign policy decisions. So we'll see if he's able to, to do that and thread that needle. But that's what he's been saying so far. Um, and again, we'll also be probably seeing this shift to a focus on China and Russia as the main priorities 
As we've seen, however, though, things in the world can happen that can distract from that plan uh, with the Middle East and other areas that um, can take twists and turns in unexpected ways. And that's Alida. Join us again tomorrow at four. Hit your follow button to make sure you don't miss out. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.